1: I'm down on my knees in the dust I scream from the top of my lungs I found my way back to a higher
2: ground Yeah,
3: I just want to feel alive
2: Welcome to Higher Ground with Chris Warren I found
1: Yeah, good evening, folks, and welcome to Higher Ground, your late-night sports bar on Friday the 12th of November.
2: Let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more
4: night, one more night this. We've had a million, million nights just like this. So let's get down, let's get down to business. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one
1: more night this. A million, a million nights just like this so let's get down let's get down yes indeed well not quite a million nights like this but you do know the drill uh love you to get involved come on up and join us pull up a stool get nice and comfortable you might as well grab yourself a drink uh, while you're there a couple of uh, drink vouchers there on the bar courtesy of hutchie as usual and there is space on the open line right now in fact if you do fancy a natter 1 300 0-1-11-70. 01 you can drop us a text as well. 0457-736-736 is that number. We're here for the next three hours, me and the Mad Russian. Well, wow! I mean, what a win by the Aussies over Pakistan. Uh, ringing in my ears now are uh, the words from several of our listeners. Though, if we make the semis, we'll be just making up the numbers. Yeah, come on, you know who you are. If uh, you were thinking that, come on. Honesty session. Put your hands up right now, please. All right, okay. So there's quite a few of those hands in the air. Uh, uh, keep them on the driving on the wheel if you're driving. But it is a good trait, isn't it, to be able to admit when you are wrong. Making up the numbers, my backside. We're in for a, a big, big shake now. And seeing the bookies' prices today, they've got us ahead of uh, of New Zealand. So we could well soon i uh, be putting the T20 World Cup trophy in our cabinet. There's an empty shelf there where it hasn't been yet. I heard Justin Langer earlier on this afternoon talking to the boys on drive saying uh, what was his words it was quite poetic it's the it's the missing piece, the missing piece in the puzzle or the tapestry of Australian cricket is the T20 World Cup. It could well be coming our way. Matty Wade, unbelievable, wasn't he? Hit three consecutive sixes to ice what was a remarkable run chase. So um, sent Pakistan into bat. They got four for 176, just to summarize it all. Rizwan, Rizwa, uh, top scoring with 67 for them. Not bad for a bloke that's just... Uh, um, taking himself out of hospital on a drip for a couple of days in there. Zampa Stark got a couple. Cummins uh, took the other wicket as well. Aaron Finch, um, again, sadly, for him, failing with the bat. He got a golden duck, a peach of the ball, though it was, from Shaheen Afridi. Mitch Marsh, uh, he was second to fall on, uh, was it, 28 runs. But thank goodness for Davey Warner, hey, 49 off 30. Three sixes, if you don't mind. Steve Smith, Glenn Maxwell, both went cheaply. Then the heroics from Marcus Stoinis and Matthew Wade. An unbroken 81-run stand of 40 balls. Wade with three sixes off consecutive deliveries and two of them, and you would have seen the highlights, I'm sure, by now, two of them were scoop shots. Is there a riskier shot in cricket? I don't think there is. You miss, you're gone. Um, But we are there. Six years on from playing in the 50-over World Cup final. So it's Australia and New Zealand again. Once again, we'll face off in a, a trans-Tasman decider um, after those heroics uh, by Wade and Stoyness as well. And what about the Socceroos? I watched that match. I really enjoyed it. And, and you know, by now, you probably should know that you know, soccer's not my number one sport. I do enjoy it, but I drift in and out of the, the code. A nil-all draw, but it was anything but a bore. draw, was it? Really entertaining, I thought. Enjoyed it. We had a couple of chances, but the Saudis had plenty more, particularly in the second half. Matty Ryan, again, just terrific, wasn't he? Um, They really looked to be finishing the stronger Saudis, but we hung on and we share the points. Now, time-wasting, says Graham Arnold, um, being polite there, I think. Now, one thing that puts a lot of people off football or soccer and those that aren't rusted on fans like me is is feigning of injury or simulation, as they call it. I must admit, I got a bit sick and tired of it after a while. It seemed a bit comical to me. Um, I'm going to chat to Alex Brosk a bit later on in the show and and get his thoughts on the whole thing. Maybe it is just part of football and I need to get with the program. I know I'm not a football tragic. I like the game. I I lived in London for more than a decade and I actually worked at the Valley. Um, out there at Charl- Charlton Athletic, I worked at Griffin Park w- with Brentford Football Club for a couple of years as well. So I know a bit about the game, but um, I don't know. That's one part of it I I really don't like. Those who pretend to, you know, um, just feigning injury all the time to, to slow the game down. Um, let me know what you think about that. Is it just me or were a few of those Saudi players rolling around in pain on the deck purely playing for a free kick doesn't it pee you off a bit my two boys watched the first half with me and and even they were saying um why are they doing that they were laughing at some of these things honestly um i was going to call an ambulance for a couple of those saudi players it looked like they were in the ufc in the octagon or something um ready to tap out but anyway maybe it's because I don't know enough about the game. And that's just the way the game is. But you'll notice that our boys don't carry on like it. The Socceroos, did they? Again, if I'm on the wrong page, soccer fans, set me straight. Give me a call. Say, Chris, you're missing the point. You're you're off the radar. one one 1170 I don't mind putting my hand up and admitting that it's not my, my go-to sport. And I'll tell you one thing. Um, if any other commentators... Um, yeah, Try and pass themselves off as absolute experts when they're not. Well, it doesn't take long before you get found out. Um, but I do enjoy it. But last night, um, disappointing result, but entertaining game. Loads for us to talk about. Um, get involved, 1300 01 1170. That is the open line number. Or again, you can send us a text through as well 0457 736 Plenty happening in rugby league as well. Um, the The roundabout, if you like, or the merry-go-round, player transfer, whispers, um, who's going where. There's a new story each and every day. And James Tedesco, Roosters captain, I see that he's been, well, he's uh, been fined, hasn't he? A $10,000 fine. We'll talk more about that a little bit later on. This is Higher Ground on Friday, the 12th of November. Yes, indeed. Great to have your company this uh, Friday night. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed your Friday. Uh, Fry yay Some people like to call it Fry because the weekend comes around and uh, what do you do? Well, it's beach weather. I don't know if it's going to be beach weather this weekend, but most of you out there, I guess, uh, enjoy your weekends. You've got your bit of kid's sport or, or not. You might play a bit of golf. You might go to the pub and have a few brewskis, uh, ladies listening. You might also... Go and play a bit of golf, and go to the pub and have a few uh, brewskis as well. Uh, Whatever you're doing, enjoy your weekend. This is the start of it, so we're like uh, we're we're the grid, aren't we? We're about to um, drop the flag. Here we are, ready to to roar into the weekend with me and the Mad Russian here on higher ground. I'll be doing Sports Central tomorrow as well, so you better get used to my uh, my voice over the weekend. I'll also be doing it on Sunday, twelve till four as well. So. Plenty to look up, look forward to um, for you guys who I guess are enjoying your weekends off. I enjoy doing this, but it's work. Um, so fry yay is not so much a fry yay for me because it's uh, it's work, work, work. But we try and well, look, I'll try and weave a couple of shandies into the. Um, into the weekend somewhere along the line. Um, uh, Welcome to all those listening uh, who are our regulars as well. Toolman might be listening. He's probably at the pub right now. Reptile's probably carried over. I heard he was uh, listening to the boys earlier on this afternoon. Um, So lots going on, and feel free to get in in touch with us. Keep that text line going. And also um, across the ditch, please, yeah, Kia Ora, welcome to our, our New Zealand listeners through SENZ. Uh, and you guys, please do always feel free to uh, to get in touch with me. I know a number of the shows that I uh, am presenting hosting um, generally go through SENZ as well. So please get, get involved. That text line is simple for you guys. Why have you guys got it so easy? Double eight, double three. You got it? Sorry, you want me to say it again? Okay. One more time and that is it for now. Double eight, double three. Simple as that if you're in New Zealand. Uh, I don't think you can call me though. We've got problems there. You could reverse charge them, I suppose. Uh, anyway, don't worry about calling, but just send us through some text messages. You're looking forward to the World Cup final. A couple of nights ago, when was it? When were we on? I can't even recall now. Wednesday night we were here. Me and the Mad Russian were here and we were saying, wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be great if um, the, the, the Kiwis or the Black Caps can roll the poms? They went into that as outsiders. If they can roll the poms. And we roll Pakistan, and we have a a trans-Tasman final for the T20 World Cup. Wouldn't that be ideal? And here we are, 48 hours later, mad rusky. We got what we wanted. Did we ever.
4: And what Matthew Wade, that's the only two words I have to eh? say. And I'll tell you what, in the Kiwi game, didn't England bottle that? Didn't they bottle that? Yes. They looked favourites the whole way, and that Kiwi fighting spirit came through. I lost Kane Williamson and Martin Guptill their two stars early, and managed to be guided home by the middle order. Yes, uh, I can't wait for this, Chris. It's 2015 all over again. We got the chockies there, oh, but no. New Zealand have got to be cute, don't they? They'll... I hate to say it, but 2015 down to us at the MCG. Oh, 2019, we're the of up, God. Man.
1: We're getting better and better, Lords.
4: And where else would you want to win a World Cup but in well, Abu Dhabi? Sadly, though, yeah. <laughs> sa-
1: sadly, though, it's pretty much whoever wins the toss wins the game, isn't it? Well, this is part of the thing. Do at it, what, the have moment. you got a stat? Have you got a stat? Or I not? haven't got a stat. But how something many like at the World 70% Cup? Seventy
4: percent of the games, the team batting seconds getting the yeah, chockies.
1: Yeah, knowing what you've got to, what you got to run down. Um, and it, it, I think that's a trend in recent years too in T Twenty cricket. isn't well, it?
4: Well, so it's more. Pro- it seems to be more pronounced, pronounced in. T-
1: it, it, it's a trend in
4: all limited overs cricket but more so in T20 cricket. Mm. Um they they tried something in the in the Marsh Cup, the one-day cup around Australia a few years ago where they played the do you remember that? They played the two they played 50 over games over two innings. Yes. I think vaguely. that was to try and negate that effect somewhat. I don't know if we we get to a stage where it becomes mm. that or I I've always liked this. I've always liked the idea in cricket of getting rid of the toss and the away side, and it's a bit, hard to a bit harder in, to do in, in the world, Cup. world cups. We're but the away, away teams, side for one. just chooses whether they're going to battle bowl first. Well, no, I think that's no, a, a good one. way of evening it out. It means pitches aren't doctored
1: in yeah. No, test I, 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 I would go along with that. Yeah, uh, we could always do it. Big bash too. The flip of <laughs> well, you're
4: Someone nearly got their head knocked off with one of those a few oh, years ago. Oh, what about
1: talking about um, misfortunes with cricket? I mean. Uh, we're coming to get you, Kiwis too. We are coming to get you, um, guys. What about um, Devon Conway? Mm. So that's a blow for you, fellas. He's he's broken his hand because he he, he hit his cricket bat in disgust uh, when he was dismissed against um, in the semi final against England. He's broken his own hand. I tell you what, he didn't show it though when he walked off. He he didn't show he was in any pain. I think he probably deep down uh, thought, "What have I done here?" Mitch Marsh broke his hand, didn't he, a year or two ago, punching a wall or a door. After he went that off, that was
4: in... the first thing I thought when you said that. Is Mitch Marsh did that? So a year it. ago, he's yeah. recovered. He's all right. He's <laughs> yeah. going all right.
1: He's going all right. So, Dev, Devon, you'll be okay. Um, so he, uh, he won't be available, obviously, for for the game on uh, Monday. Very early, isn't it? Monday morning,
4: one o'clock. So we've got all a, we've got a massive build up coming on SEN, Chris. So it, the coverage is starting nine o'clock. 9pm Australian time Which is 11pm Kiwi time mm. And basically just a massive 4 hour build up to the game mm. All the, all our big names Ian Healy, Adam Gilchrist um, Ian Smith the big, over the big in guy, New Zealand Brendan McCullum All going to be in there Building up together. There'll be no more
1: room. What, <laughs> how big's the studio? <laughs> I don't know.
4: They can't well, be no, using that's hair. it. That's it. They're coming out of two studios. Oh, it's the magic right. of technology, right? They're not here in the
1: high so ground you, studio.
4: So you're going to have the, the Kiwi build up for three hours, the Aussie build up for three hours. The coverages come together wow. for an hour yeah. before the first ball is bowled. So that's 2 a.m. to 3 a.m. Oh, New the Zealand cricket. time. Forget
1: the cricket. I want the build up. You want the build up. Tune in for the build-up. Well, we've got five hours of it. Five hours of cricket build-up to
4: the the World Cup final. So if you're waiting up for that Mm. in New Zealand or here, Mm. tune in, SEN.
1: 88.33, that's the text line for our Kiwi listeners, 88.33. Why can't we have one as simple as that? Like 11.70.
4: Well, it sticks in your memory. 0457-736-736. 457 736 736.
1: Well, Because we say it so often. Right. But get involved. Get those texts coming through. Come on, fire up this text line. Fire it up for me. Uh Fry-yay, welcome to the show. Or oh, just back on Devin Conway. So he won't just miss the final. Uh, he'll also miss their upcoming tour of India. Um, so that's a real, real big blow um, for for uh, New Zealand. But who cares? Don't <laughs> worry about it. Sorry fellas uh, you look we are we're broadcasting out of Sydney and when you can hear my voice I haven't got a Kiwi accent so uh, come and come and get us I, I think it should be a cracking final cracking final as well i'm going we're going li- to listen to Matthew Wade very, very shortly just on the um, um, did you did you like the cricket last night you guys up there yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, they're okay. very quiet they're up there but they don't generally come in until I invite mm. well. They're learning on the run to be more polite and well-behaved. And when I ask them to, to interact, they interact. As for the soccer, now, you love your soccer. yep. I like it too. I generally only watch sort of maybe the odd Premier League game, big games, you know, But and when is play or, yep. or Matildas, right? But So from an outsider's point of view, and I touched on this earlier, mm. I thought there was just so much diving by the Saudi yep. Arabian players. My goodness. What do you think about that, guys? I thought it was just ordinary. Absolutely, yeah, thank you, thank you. And when it happened this year, yeah, when it happened, started creeping into the NRL, mm. equally so, you will have heard me in commentary many, many times saying, come on, get rid of this out of a game. We just don't want it. But you will tell me that, uh, Chris, sorry, mate, that's what happens in soccer, right? Uh, to an
4: extent. I think a lot of the Middle Eastern sides, particularly when they come out here, it, it is the worst that you'll see, yeah. apart from maybe South America in the qualifiers, because they know Australia's record at home is so good that getting away with a draw is a, a, an unbelievable success. Particularly when the Saudis are in the position where they are, where they they don't hey, actually need like the bad three sports.
1: points. Get up no, off it's... the ground, stop rolling around. There's nothing wrong with you. They might get a little clip on their t-shirt and yeah. they drop like bloody. I don't know what.
4: I'll tell you what. I'm just as frustrated as you, Chris. In that sense, oh. you just you learn to to accept because when we go to Saudi, well, I'm if not. If you can tell, it. if you can tell me, we won't be doing exactly the same thing if really? we get an early goal. Hundred percent, you will be. 100%. No, if we get an early
1: goal, no, there was
4: no, there were no goals. Well, so for the, we will need an early goal. We won't be going over there for a draw. My
1: kids, as I mentioned just a moment yeah. ago, my kids watched the game farc- last night. It does night. get
4: farcical at times. I they, couldn't agree more.
1: They watch as much soccer as I do, so not a lot, and but they are playing. You know, they're playing. Um, oh, it's five aside, six aside. They play yeah. on a Tuesday night, right? Um, so they they enjoy that. Yeah. But I said, so let's let's sit down and watch this game, and we we all enjoyed it. But where they were laughing. I've got an 8-year-old yeah. and a 12-year-old. They were rolling around almost in stitches on the floor laughing at the antics of the Saudis. Mm. Am I overreacting? I don't think you're overreacting. But, so, for but an, for, until, for, for,
4: yeah. you know, as a, as a game, we've decided it's yeah. – I don't know if it's – you know, both the Saudi centre-backs were booked for basically rolling around like clowns at times.
1: Well, Graham but, Arnold, he, he, mm. he said it post-match – So then I listened to Graham Arnold and he was talking about the time wasting in that and the stop start. Mm. So then I thought, oh, so he's seeing it as well. And he's got a bit of a rugby league background as well, Graham. Well, he likes his other sports too. So, all right, well, I'll accept that that's just part of the game, but I don't like it. Don't like it. None of of these guys. So it's not just me, right? I have got the weight of numbers. Thank you. They generally back me up, these boys and girls up there in the live studio audience. Um, And as I said before, pull up a stool uh, on higher ground, your late night sports bar. Hutchie's been very kind again. He's given a couple of uh, drink vouchers, two each only, two each only. And uh, there is soft drink there. If you you are driving, please um, just do so responsibly as well. are the normal – a snake up – a snake up there? Yeah, right. Yeah. Dingo? Present. Where's dog's breath? i the back, uh, yeah. <laughs> They're in there. Good, these boys. Good, these – right, now, let's back on the cricket. Um, let's relive Matty Wade firstly. A Freedy to Wade.
2: Oh, six. Wade's ramped him. Wade has ramped a for
1: six.
4: Great right shot, the Matthew The audacity. Wade. Matthew Wade, the little street fighter from Tassie. Most of his career in Victoria.
0: Afridi comes in again. Six. Wade has absolutely bludgeoned him over mid-wicket for six. Wow. Six off seven needed. Afridi
4: to Wade. Done him again. Wade's done him again. A full toss. Six. He's ramped it for six.
0: six. Australia win. Australia into the World Cup final. Last oh, night, New God. Zealand got the defibrillator out and came back from the dead. Tonight, Australia climb out of their grave. What a moment in Australian cricket!
1: Absolutely. Sammy Hargraves and uh, and Chuck Berry there. Well, why not? Why not? Sadly, though, sadly, probably not many people watched it live here, I mean. And you will not have watched it live. No. I didn't watch it live either. Isn't it just a shame that the showpiece event um, is on at an an ungodly hour and and not many people are watching it live? It's... uh, that's the only down point. Yeah. It's funny. I went down for a swim at lunchtime. and I, There were a couple down at the pool that I know quite well, or, you know, just to say g'day, don't, um, and they were chatting to someone else and they were just coming back from the pool and they were saying, oh, we're going home to watch uh, the second innings. So, they, <laughs> so they'd recorded yeah, it, yeah. so they'd watched the first innings, went for a swim, but didn't want to know the result, yeah. obviously. It's very difficult. And how many of you, our listeners are out there in a similar boat? not just with this sport, but with other sports that are on at ungodly hours, and you IQ it or record it, but you don't want to know the result. Now, if you just stay at home in your own four, behind your own four walls, it's, it's okay. Just don't turn the TV on. Don't answer your phone.
4: Don't go on social media. Don't
1: go on social media. Don't go on the radio. And you can, you can play the recorded version whenever you want. But when you leave your home... Well, then it's a little bit out of your hands because you just walk into the cafe and, oh, Chrissy, what about the Aussie? Or whatever, you know. You don't want to yeah. know the result. We've all done it, haven't we? We've all been in this position where you've recorded a match that you just did not want to know the result until you could get home and watch the uh, the replay of it. Um, let us know if, you've, if that's ever happened to you or you've uh, been scuppered or somebody has, um, spoiler alert, spoiler mm-hmm. alert, has has given away the score. Uh, the Tooley man is listening. I thought that uh, when I did that before, it might uh, attract his uh, interest. That's the Bundy there. Uh, G'day, Wara. I'll put my hand up. I thought the Aussies had no chance, but like I said before the semi, um, go Warner, go Maxi, now go the great Wady as well. Um, some text missing here. He's talking about some soccer and I can't find it here. Um, I'll try and find that, but I reckon... Uh, Toolman might be on a similar page as me. All right, let's uh, let's listen now to Matthew Wade after that uh, that epic performance last night.
3: Uh, there wasn't a lot of chat before it we went out. We lost a few quick wickets to be honest, so I got out there pretty quick. But when I got out there with Marcus, um, luckily we batted together in the first game and managed to drag us over the line then. So. Um Mark was really confident that we'd get him. I was um, a little bit unsure. Obviously, when I got out there, the rate was getting up a little bit, but um, he reassured me that he'd find the boundary enough for us to, to get it deep and hopefully I could chip in at the end there. Probably hasn't sunk in. I only just finished batting. So um, when I sit down tonight, I suppose it'll sink in. And, yeah, it's, um, yeah I'm, just, I'm just happy I could contribute. Um, I was out of the team two or three years ago and I managed to get an opportunity, you know, 20 games ago and start keeping again. And um, just happy um, I repaid the faith a little bit. Well, thank you, Matty Wade, for repaying the faith.
1: And, uh, well, that is, you know, it's the story so mm. far uh, for us anyway at the World Cup. Um, big, big performance. So we are into the final. We've never won it in, what is it, 13, 14 years. Uh, it's the only really significant piece of silverware uh, that is not in our trophy cabinet. And uh, I reckon we've got to be as good a chance as any to uh, to maybe win that. Uh, and sadly, it'll be at an, um well, not a great time. But uh, we might stay up, eh? We might, um, we might just—I don't know—just adjust your body clocks, so to speak, mm. which we often do. Because well, this we're is going to work- be
4: an interesting one. If we stay up, what one o'clock? So the game will be done around four, mm. and then we're going to back up. We're going to back up and do the Monday night shift, night,
1: don't we? Yeah. I. Lots of caffeine. Yeah, but I. Midday nap? Well, I've got other problems that you don't have. I've got to get the kids, I've got to oh. make the kids' lunches, get them off to school, all that sort of stuff, too. Mm.
4: So staying up till four in the morning is probably not the greatest idea.
1: Sorry, one of the little boys has just. Well, he's just sent me a text now, actually. So I've done, you know, the, the single dad thing, right? This is difficult mm. sometimes. It's difficult. Uh, you might need to come and help me out here. Yeah. So I've had to drop him off tonight. Uh, touch football tonight. So soccer oh, okay. on Tuesday night, both different ages, different times. Soccer, uh, touch football tonight. Yep. I've had to drop them at the ground and come in here. I've had to make dinner and take that for me and have that ready for them when they get home. Organize a couple of couriers for them to get them back from um, the touch footy mm-hmm. to home. Tricky stuff. Isn't it? <laughs> um, but all good fun. All good fun. Uh, anyway, it's not about me. Hard oh, chips. Oh, hang on. Yep. The oldest has just sent me a text through. We are home now, Dad. Good stuff. Well, I'll get in touch with him in the break and see if they won their, their touch footy. Uh, Rocky on the Central Coast. Um, what's he say here? Here, All-time performance from Wadey. Uh, Chris Gladius has a moment he'll be remembered for. Seems like a, a ripping bloke. He does, and he's had his knockers over the years, That's hasn't right. he, for various reasons. He's been in and out of Test cricket as well. What? Okay, let me say something stupid now. Oh. Does this throw him back in the conversation? No. I don't think so. No?
4: I think he's had his test go. He's had his day. And, yeah, Yeah. I think we're moving forward. So, Timmy, okay,
1: let's let's say Timmy Payne isn't the rusted on automatic selection that we all assume he will be because he hasn't played Mm. since April. He won't have his first game until, I don't know, what, in a week or two. Mm. He'll have about a week or two practice in the nets out ahead of the first test. If Tim Wade, uh, Tim Payne is not there, how far down the order would Wadey be? I'd have... ...return... Personally,
4: thing? I'd have Alex, Carey, Alex Carey, Carey clear number one. He's our keeper yeah. for a decade after Payne retires. I think that's the general consensus. Inglis, keeps, Inglis is a keeper too, isn't he? Inglis yeah. is a keeper.
1: And, and he's being heavily pushed by the likes of Shane Warne. And
4: Peter, and Peter Neville's back in form for New South Wales as well. When did so, Peter last... Oh, oh, four yeah. or five years ago. Yeah. But he's in form. <laughs> yeah. He's in form. Fair so enough. he's weighty, though. So yeah, that's fair enough. play.
1: Fair enough. Uh, keep those texts coming through. 0457 736 736. Or if you are living in New Zealand uh, across the ditch, 8833. This is uh, your late night sports bar on SEN 1170 in Sydney. Uh, Gold Coast 2 tuning in, I believe, SEN uh, 1625. Would that be the right? 1620 even. sixteen twenty? Um, welcome to our listeners up there as well. Feel free to get involved with the show. Uh, We're here until 10 o'clock. When we return, we'll sink our teeth also into this sort of merger story written by David Riccio, uh, Michael Karianis as well, um, about the, well, I haven't read all of it because it's quite a long-winded story, but um, the problems that the, the joint venture clubs have had over the past decade or so. You might have your thoughts on that as well. You're listening to Higher Ground. Yes, indeed. Welcome to Higher Ground uh, on a Friday, the 12th of November. Um, pull up a stool. Come join us. Uh, 8833 is the text number if you're living in New Zealand or listening through SENZ, rather. Uh, and our text line, 0457 736, 736. If you want to send us a text, you might want to say hello. Um, you might want to tell us um, how you watched the cricket last night or early hours in the morning. Did you? Um, or if you didn't and you recorded it and were hoping to watch the replay in your own private time at some stage today without knowing the result, is that at all possible these days in the world of, um, of media, electronic media, digital media? Is it possible these days to hide yourself from a result from a big sporting event that you don't want to know the outcome? And let's say you're trying to wait, for, I don't know, four or six hours before you can get the chance to watch it. Pretty hard, isn't it, these days? You walk into your cafe or you've got to keep your mobile phone off. Would have been okay picking up the paper today. You wouldn't have known because they'd already gone to press um, with those games that are coming through at the you know, middle of the night while we're asleep. It's very, very difficult, isn't it, to, to stay away from um, the results. I tell you what, I wish I knew the results in uh, ahead of the game. That would be handy, wouldn't it? That would be really handy, particularly racing too. Um, I'll have... Biff's almanac.
4: You remember that? Back to the Future? Yes. The sporting almanac?
1: Yes. That'd be handy. <laughs> uh we yeah. I'm gonna talk to um Chris Nelson <laughs> tomorrow actually on uh, on the Sport Central program, so he might be able to tip us into a winner. Mm. I've still got a couple of a couple of pennies left in the account after spring carnival. You know I told you I was gonna shut the account down. I haven't done it yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's still spring. Oh, Chris. It's still spring. Not
4: for ma- well, I guess it is. First it's of another, December. That's
1: another three weeks, Chris. Yep.
4: So well, are we, where are you punting well,
1: well, Newcastle? Yeah, yeah. Or Cranbourne? At the Hunter. Probably just at Hunter. Okay. They're, they're the two big ones tomorrow, Cranbourne. There's a meeting tonight, though, isn't there, at Canterbury?
4: There is. I don't like summer Canterbury. Summer
1: racing. I don't like Canterbury for some reason. I've never had any luck there over the years. Narrow
4: track. Difficult.
1: Yeah. There, yeah Apparently well, it's night. a good way to spend a Friday night. Going Can't be here with you. There. Wouldn't well, you rather <laughs> be here with me? Oh yeah. How that. how are you <laughs> spending your Friday nights out there, gents, ladies and gents? How are you spending? What are you up to? What are you doing? Come on, tell me. Oh, who's having the the most enjoyable Friday evening out there? And sometimes it might just be not doing much at all. You might just be kicking back after a long day at the office. Ladies, you might be. I don't want to be sexist. You might have poured yourself a um, gin and tonic. Yeah. Maybe uh, a margarita.
4: Oh, I could go margarita.
1: You might be at your local pub and uh, be listening to us with earplugs in and uh, ignoring your friends around you. Be very (laughs) unsocial. You might be having margarita up there. Uh, You might be like Timmy the Tool Man. He's on his second Bundy already. Um, He might be up in his tool shed in your man cave. What are you up to? Sometimes simple things in life are often the best, aren't they? Just peace and quiet. Peace and quiet. Again, you haven't got kids yet, but that's all to come for you. Oh, I'm excited. And you're not married yet. That's all to come. <laughs> all to come for you. Talking about yeah, Fun and games. Fun and games, yeah. yes. Fun and games, with a capital F and a capital G. Um, Big G's probably tuning in too. He's a regular mm. listener, Big G. Now, where was I going? I was going to talk about some uh, some rugby league stuff. Should we talk about the Jimmy Tedesco stuff firstly? Uh, no, you don't well, want no, to? No, no, we no, we can. No, no, you look, just are you the producer? The, you yeah, the,
4: yeah, I am. And I did put it in the little rundown we got there, so we you're can talk You just grimaced, it. though. You grimaced. Well, it's just, you know, it's, it's another. Have thing. you watched Squid Games? Yes, I have. Good show, by the way. Not, not one for the
1: kids. But, My um, kids have watched it. Oh, they've watched it. They shouldn't, really, should they? <laughs> I started.
4: Rather brutal.
1: Yeah. I started, and I turned it off. You couldn't do it. I can't, I can't do a dub, audio dubbing. Moves oh, that are dubbed.
4: you've got to do the, re, do do the subtitles. Yes. Subtitle, ten times better.
1: Is it? Yeah, I've gone. So, so I, put, I
4: started I turn watching it. the subtitles it. on. So yeah, go to Korean and turn the subtitles on because I've actually gone back after that. I made the mistake with a another Netflix one. Yeah, Money Heist was the same. I tried. I tried to watch it with Money the dubbing. Heist I did too, and it was dreadful. So yeah. I've changed the Spanish. I've watched two seasons in a week.
1: It's brilliant. Okay, okay, okay. So it's,
4: so I my recommend my tip for tip go. for people out there. Who don't like the dub turning movies. turn off the dub uh, dub, change it back to the original language and stick the subtitles. You're in. assuming I know how to do that? Oh, it's not that hard. There's a big cog, Chris. You've seen this before mm. on different I know the little uh, cog, the it's little up cog, on the right the corner. Yeah, exactly.
1: you've got it on most social gotta, media. That cog, you yeah? just got to hit it, hit that, and it'll. Are you with me? Are, the the you out, are you out You lost <laughs> out there, listeners. Just hit the cog and go and listen to on the um, the, the Koreans. There. You want to get back to the story, right? Sorry, okay. James Tedesco, yeah, New South Wales captain, has five days to decide whether to fight a ten thousand dollar fine, which has been handed to him by the NRL for behaving and I quote in these little um, inverted commas, right? Mm. Parentheses, no inverted commas, yeah, uh, in a drunken and disorderly manner in a drunken and disorderly manner, all right? So that's what the fine is for. And bringing the game into disrepute after an investigation into claims that he shouted Squid Games at a 20-year-old woman outside the beach hotel in Bondi. For those that haven't watched it, Squid Games, it's... um Is it Vietnamese? Korean. Korean, is it? TV show, yeah. Okay, and it's quite brutal, but, you know. Um, and, well, all of the actors are... Not most of them. No, Korean. Um, There's well, one Indian actor. Yeah,
4: um, Ali. He plays Ali. But okay. Yes, the majority. Well, all right. Yeah, majority Korean cast.
1: So it, it's. I guess it's alleged that he's he's, he's sung out the word "Squid Games" mm. uh, directed at a at a young lady, and there have been impl- uh, inferences that it was racially um, r- r- racial vilification would be the word. Don't know, and you don't know at home either. You weren't there, right? Uh, James knows what went down. But the fine is not – there's no word of of, of racism anywhere in here, which is good because you don't want to be charged with that or tainted with that or accused. He has been accused of it, but they have done the investigation and that's not why he's been fined, but rather for behaving in a drunken and disorderly manner and bringing the game into disrepute. All right, so um, that's where it is at the moment. $10,000 fine. And he's, you yeah, know, he's a clean skin, isn't he? James Tedesco, really good character. Um, and if that was his behaviour, certainly I think out of out of character. What else we got in rugby league news? Now, Parramatta, uh, they backed down on re-signing, uh, re-signing deadline. So Clint Gutherson, Reed Marnie, Junior, Paulo, yet to be uh, to re-sign for 2023. These are some of the players. They've got many more of them who are... Able to negotiate now because they come off contract at the end of next season. Um, And this article here says that the Eels have avoided a showdown with three of their star players after backing down on a contract deadline imposed on Clint Gutherson, Reid, Marnie and Junior Paulo just 24 hours out from its expiry. The Eels had grown frustrated with the protracted contract negotiations and this week imposed a take it or leave it ultimatum on Gutherson, Marnie and Paulo. The trio, who are all managed by Sam Ayoub, okay, originally had until the end of tomorrow to mull over respective offers on the table uh, from the club. However, the club contacted the Herald late yesterday afternoon to declare the club had a change of heart and decided to withdraw the deadline and avoid a likely public spat with its players. Righto, Sammy Ayoub. Um... And who else has Sam Ayub got on his books that we were talking about the other day? Uh, Not Reid, well, it was Reed Marnie, wasn't it? it? We was were Marnie. talking about yeah, the right, meeting right. with the Canterbury Bulldog. That's right, Reed Marnie. So the Eels have said, hey, here's a ticking clock, but now they've said, no, forget the ticking clock. It's you just become take it a time. bit of a mess there
4: at Parramatta, hasn't it, with this whole situation? And putting, you know, I know they've gotten rid of it, but putting...
1: Deadline. Deadlines yeah, well, on
4: contract extensions and stuff. Like, that's just that's such a ham-fisted way to go about it, isn't There's it? There's
1: that saying again. Ham-fisted. ham-fisted. <laughs> where does that come from? Ham-fisted. Come on. I like it. But where does that saying possibly come from? Such a ham-fisted way of doing things. If you're unsubtle, what are you doing with your wrist there?
4: Well, if you're unsubtle <laughs> with your wrist, doesn't it look like... Yeah, anyway. It does doesn't look like I a leg mean, of ham.
1: That's right. Safe. They're I'm, on sale already for Christmas
4: good. You don't start like, buying your hands now. Save your food chat because we're, gonna, Go we're gonna have a seg- we're gonna have a segment on food a little bit later. Are we?
1: Yeah. Good. <laughs> good. I'll try and jam my dinner down the throat in one of the one done. one of the ad breaks. Joey Manu is uh set for a two year extension with the Roosters. Remember the Warriors, we're gonna throw the kitchen sink at him. Well not the kitchen sink, the che- the checkboard. No, not the check the check book. book. <laughs> the checkbook. book. Friday. Well, Thank Friday God night, it's yeah. Friday night, yeah. And I have not had any of those. Sounds like I have. So he is expected to uh recommit to the Roosters for a further two years. I wonder what he's I wonder what he's um going to agree to in terms of the Ching stuff. Do you know what he's on now? Oh, I'm not. I would guess it's Utton,
4: yeah, be around that, and I think he'd be looking to get up around seven eight. eight.
1: Yeah, and they were talking mil a uh, mil around the Warriors. They were so the Warriors confirmed on Thursday, that was yesterday, that they had signed uh, Murata Niacore on a four-year deal from twenty twenty-three. Chief Executive Cameron George says Joey Manu would not be following suit. All right, well, that's there's plenty more rugby league news around as well. Get involved. Come on, fire up that text line. If you're uh, listening through SENZ, again, Kia Ora 8833. Simple number for you, 8833. Bang, 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 and then just type your text. Easy. And uh, if you would like to also send us a text, 0457 736, 736 Come on, you might even want to give us a tip. Um, Good tip for you too, um, Mad Russian. Mm. Good tip for you. Be nice to your mother. Yeah, welcome back to Higher Ground. Uh, keep those uh, calls coming if you would like to have a chat. 1-300-01-1170 or on that text line 0457-736-736. Well, time to talk more cricket, and we could talk cricket all night, couldn't we, after uh, the amazing performance uh, by the Aussies uh, beating Pakistan and making it through to the final of the T20 World Cup. So it's a Trans-Tasman World Cup final now. We take on New Zealand And uh, let's hope there are some good, good times ahead. And hopefully we might just add the T20 World Cup to our trophy cabinet for the very first time. Lockie McCurdy, he's a a cricket tragic. And uh, shortly he'll be uh, joining the team to launch Code
2: Sports. He joins us on the line. Good evening, Lockie. Chris, good to be here as always. Great to be here on the back of an Australian win. Yeah, fantastic result last night.
1: All right. Well, let's firstly start with this b- bizarre story, though, uh, involving former Indian opener G- Gautam Gambir having a crack at David Warner. What on earth is going on there?
2: So I read a couple of things that maybe it was uh, a bit of sarcasm in terms of or referencing some other things that have happened in the world of cricket. But yeah, that uh, that tweet definitely doesn't look good in terms of having a go at David Warner for hitting that double bounce ball for six. I mean, mm. it's the equivalent of saying if a batsman mistimes a shot, the fielder shouldn't catch it. I mean, it, it just makes no sense. And Justin Lang had just finished his, uh, he had a Zoom call today, a press conference with the media, and he said it was one of the best things he's seen. Mm. He wouldn't have known how to react, whereas David Warner, he was straight on it, hitting it for six, which was absolutely fantastic. So, look, <laughs> I, as far as I can tell, I think it's going to be a non-issue. So I think it'll blow over pretty quickly. I don't see hopefully too many other people besides Gautam Gambier taking to social media uh, being annoyed by it
1: Absolutely, go for it. It made me feel good actually when I watched that when I woke up this morning because I used to I used to bowl a bit of leg spin, you know, under sixteens, and uh, occasionally, occasionally, um, a couple came out of the hand like that. So it uh, oh, yeah. make, makes me feel makes me feel okay. Now, Matty Wade, he was he was probably the real hero, wasn't he? Getting um, um, get to the chief destroyer for for Pakistan and Shaheen Afridi. Uh, Wade has had some some big moments in um, you know in Aussie colours, but surely that's. That's one he'll certainly be remembered for.
2: Without a doubt. And look, I mean, there were quotes that came out after the match of him saying that he he thought with all certainty that could have been his last game of international cricket for Australia if they hadn't won that match. So for him to go out and produce that innings was quite remarkable. And you you have to, you can't forget that the ball before those three consecutive sixes, he was Mm. dropped by Ali. It was a pretty regulation chance that should have been taken. If that gets caught, Australia in all likelihood maybe don't win that match. But obviously we, we don't know that because he goes on to hit three incredible sixes, two sort of lap sweeps that go straight over the keeper's head. There's nothing any fielder can do about that. And yeah, it was just a remarkable innings. Reminded us all just of the talent that he has and that he has always had. And it's so good to see him performing on the biggest stage for Australia still. And
1: so much risk involved too. I mean, that ramp mm. shop, there's, I don't think there's a more difficult... There's not a riskier shot in in, in the playbook, is there? And I don't even think the ramp shop is in, is in the playbook, but it was just incredible. <laughs> in terms of Afridi, um, bit of a learning experience, I guess, for Pakistan and for him. Uh, brilliant first over, wasn't it? But he still managed to go for uh, 35, I think, after that, including those, uh, was it three sixes? They were all off Afridi, weren't mm. they, from Wade? Uh, so he's talented, isn't he? But uh, still a bit to learn
2: certainly talented. Look, I'll be the first to admit I couldn't bring myself to stay up for the game, but mm. I watched it in full this morning when I got up at about 6.30 and if I'd watched it live and I'd watched that first over from a 3D, I reckon there was all likelihood I would have gone, right, that's it, we're done, we're not winning that game. That was an mm. incredible first over of bowling. It was absolutely unplayable. My finger went straight up for Mitch Marsh. I know the Pakistan team they all thought it was out, but the umpires called just saved him. But yeah, he'll he'll learn a lot from that death bowling. But a lot of those balls, there wasn't much more he could have done. He, he just pitched it over pitched that little bit much, and Matthew Wade capitalized. So he, he's got a long future ahead of him, and it's going to be a learning experience, like he said, Chris.
1: All right, well let's press on to the final then. And uh, I was only saying, my goodness, how time flies. I it think was was it last night? No, it was the night before that. I was saying, you know, let, let's let's hope that we can. Um, have a, an Australia New Zealand final? Wouldn't that be great? Mm. And that's exactly what we've got. Um, the Aussies dominated the last World Cup final, the, the fifty-over version in in twenty fifteen at the MCG. New Zealand they lost that one. They lost the twenty nineteen edition, yes, at Lords, didn't they? Uh, are they due? What What are you expecting?
2: I think it's going to be a very even matchup. Unfortunately, again, I think the toss is going to be crucial, as we've seen this tournament. If you if you bowl first, you're essentially giving yourself double the chance of winning because you know what you can chase on these pitches. But I think uh, a big loss for the Kiwis is Devon Conway. Uh, he broke his hand, kissing mm. his bat as he uh, was dismissed in the semi-final against England and will be unavailable for the final, which is a huge blow. He, has, of course, scored 46 in that semi-final, But they've got a talented lineup there. Jimmy Neisham was just fantastic coming in with that late hitting. Obviously, Daryl Mitchell has been fantastic. And when you consider they, they chased down that England total with both Martin Guptill and Kane Williamson, two of their most experienced batters, both scoring less than five, yeah, they can chase down anything. So I wouldn't put anything past them. And their bowling lineup is as good as any when you've got Tim Southey, Trent Bolt, and Adam Milne, who have both, all three of them have been bowling fantastically. Then you throw in Santana, Ish Thodian. Jimmy neschesmith required yeah it's a dangerous proposition I think the teams match up very well
1: the boys on drive this afternoon they were talking to uh, jl Justin Langer a uh, really good interview um and and they asked him the question you know why is it why is it that, that the team batting second seems to um, have the advantage these days in t20 cricket uh, in this tournament and indeed in general um so uh, and he didn't have an answer he he couldn't put his finger on it but uh, just goes to show how important the toss might be. Mm-hmm.
2: It, it certainly does, and, and it is hard because I think it is. You've got to look at each game on a case by case basis. But at, at the end of the day, by bowling first, you know exactly what you're going to chase. And in these two semi finals, it's the perfect example that both teams were needing close to twelve and over coming into the, the final four or five overs, and they both did it with an over to spare. They know that they, if, as long as they give themselves a chance, they can back their hitting power sort of in that middle order and just go for it. So I I think that's the main thing, that you just, you know what you're chasing, you know what you're capable of, and if you can time it right, then anything can happen. Because really, for most people watching either of those semifinals, if you had said there would have been a result with an over despair, I think most people wouldn't have believed you.
1: So Pakistan uh, undefeated, unbeaten all the way through, and uh, they have the one loss, and they are gonski. It should be a beauty, the final. Um, I just wish it was in prime time. Like you, I didn't stay up to watch it all. I watched a a first bit of it, uh, but then I watched it this morning. Um, It would be lovely if it was in prime time, but that's uh, not possible. We're all looking forward to it. Monday morning, 1 a.m. Australian time, um, the Aussies taking on the Black Caps for the, uh, the World Cup, T20 World Cup. Lockie, thanks for your time, mate. Always appreciate it. Happy to chat, Chris. Yes, it is. Higher Ground with me, Chris Warren. Hope, you're, uh, hope you've had a lovely week, a lovely working week, if that is the case, uh, and you're having a nice Friday night. Thanks for joining us. If you want to pick up the phone and have a chat, feel free to do so. There's an open invitation uh, for you to do that. Um, Mad Russian's just—he's uh, chowing down at the moment, so I won't speak to him. He's got a mouthful of mouthful of chili, actually. I think because I can smell it over here across the uh, other side of the studio. Hey, you've um, just
4: finished your dinner too. I know. Throw I'll, me
1: under. I'll I threw throw. it in very quickly too. I've woofed it down. <laughs> now I've got indigestion and trying to host a, a a radio show that has some sort of sense to it. Mm. Um, How's that
0: going? Oh well, well. I did,
1: uh, no one's died yet. I <laughs> uh, um, hope you. I was saying, I hope you're enjoying your Friday night. Let me know what you're up to. One three hundred or or you can drop us a text as well. Did you watch the Socceroos last night? What did you think about that? A uh, nil all draw, and and oftentimes um, uh, soccer or football matches when they finish in a, in a nil all draw, they can be um, quite um, well lackluster. But mm. I didn't think it was a bore draw. That was, I found it quite entertaining. Um, and I thought was as I spoke. If you're just joining the show now, what was really entertaining? What was really entertaining um, were those Saudi Arabian players just constantly rolling around on the ground, begging, pe- uh, yeah, trying to get a penalty with the referee when nothing was wrong with them at all. Nothing with a, a okay. slight little clip. They might have brushed a shirt with one of the Aussie players, and down they went like a ton of sh- ton of bricks. Almost swore there. Have I got a dump button for you me? You do. Can the I big, dump
4: myself? You can dump yourself. The big bright yellow one.
1: You're not meant to tell people about I it. I haven't no. done that before. It's meant to be secret. Oh, delay dump. That now the that's one? The one. So if I swear, I just did that? Yeah.
4: But then you can only do I it once. I don't think we're
1: in delay. I don't think we've turned the delay button, have yeah, we? we? have. Or you, oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. Well done. I look after you, Chris. Yeah, well done. How's that going, by the way? The. Oh, very nice. Well, that's Did part you make of the concan yourself?
4: Yes, I did. So, this was Wednesday nights? Yeah. You know? Good. Even uh, better a couple of days later. Like right. bolognese. And it just soaks in nicely, doesn't it? And the mm. meat's a bit.
1: You were having an argument tender. down the back of the kitchen down there. You were arguing uh, with a robot yeah. with with a microwave. Well, it didn't answer you back, did it? Well, it's not a very good microwave. But why are you swearing at it?
4: Because well, you know what makes that go faster. <laughs> Do you, think, you know <laughs> Do you what you makes it go microwave? faster
1: when you shout at it? Oh, it's going into overdrive. Is it the microwave? Oh, shivers. Mm. Oh, no. Alex is yelling at me because. So
4: I was going to put it out there. What's an alternative? Because. The microwave? Well, what's a good Friday night night food? Because you were talking about the palmy earlier
1: or the veal. So that was Thursday night for me. So I. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, you know,
4: Friday, you're off after work. You go home. You don't want to cook. So, what what are you ordering?
1: I I can still cook. I'm happy. Oh, okay. And even just whip up a homemade pizza. So well, easy. That, that's, so this is where I want to Friday go Friday night. Right? So easy. Friday night. It's just
4: whip up the, buy the pre-made pizza bases, nope, tomato sauce. Nope, nope, no, nope, Make nope, from nope, scratch. No,
1: no, no. I use Lebanese right. bread. Oh, okay. Yeah. Bit of pasada on it. Bang. Paint, yeah. paint it on. Paint it red. And then throw on whatever you what, want. What
4: did that take? Five minutes? Hot
1: oven? Yep. Yeah. Brilliant. I just go to the thin crust. And you can have a whole Lebanese bread mm. because it's such a thin, thin bread. Mm. Posada on, bang, and throw whatever toppings you got, but you've got to have mushrooms.
4: So I think I used to, I was a big fan. We go down Friday nights and watch the 18s in our local football club, soccer club, and the, the kebab shop was a, a must stop by on a Friday night before going down to the game. I think there's something about kebab soccer. shop, I, yeah. I think there's something about soccer and having, you know. The javapi yeah. or oh yeah, the what's the, the, t- the Turkish giro.
1: the Turkish type equivalent of it?
4: What are they? Oh, well, they're the kebab, aren't they?
1: No, um, or the pide. Oh, what is it? Pide is, is it, Turkish. Maybe I've got my wrong country. But the uh, Giro, the
4: the grace to a great Giro, The chivapi with the Serbs and the and the Croats, it's just absolutely superb. If you get down to a local football
1: ground, some yeah. of the best food. You will ever have. All right. What if you go and just do a game of footy, uh, park footy? NRL yeah, Yep. NRL, Friday or even night. NRL. What do you, what you go to? See, and I, yeah, I'm a lot older than you and yep. I've got health conditions, haven't I? High cholesterol and all that sort of stuff. So I've got to watch the diet. And, yeah, just by pure virtue of the fact that I'm single, I've got to watch the physique a little bit, you know. So I've got to steer clear of some of the stuff that you can throw into your gob, you know. But what do you have? I do love a burger. A burger.
4: Oh, what do you go with on the burger? Oh, if it's plain a Friday Aussie night. burger. Plain no, plain Aussie Aussie. burger so pineapple?
1: No, that's no. not on a plain Aussie beetroot? burger. Yeah, that's but, it. Pineapple's not on a plain burger. Okay, I'm just asking. A plain Aussie burger. Yep. Has the beef patty. Yep. Yeah. Onions, tomato, lettuce, beetroot. Very nice. But done. Done. It's got to be tomato sauce. Don't put barbecue sauce on it. I'll throw or it in chuck, the
4: bin. Check a little bit of mustard.
1: No no no, 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 no. No? That's no. one of my
4: favourites, the tomato and the
1: mustard. Nice. Mixed together. Very yeah, nice. Yeah, good, good, good. Friday night, Friday night feasts. Okay, well, there's another one. Text in, what are you having? What are, I, uh, so last night I gave the kids the choice. Yep. What do you think? So you can have, I can make a roast, because mm. wasn't working, I'll make a roast tonight, or we can do uh, veal parmigiana. Hmm. So what, what, would would, what would you go?
4: I'd go the parmigiana, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, was I like with the kids there? Yeah, yeah. they did too. Yeah. How, did oh, they, how long do does that roast? take you to whip up? the? Not parma.
1: long, not long. Crumb veal, bang, easy. Mm. You cook your spaghetti. I made a tomato sauce I'd already made. Mm. Bang, bang, bang. you got your parmesan cheese on top. It's simple. And then you've got some nice fresh green beans with a bit of butter and a bit of salt. Mm. Boom. Thank you. Done. Thank you, ball boys. Thank you, linesmen. Voila, voila. <laughs> this is a sports program, by the way. It's called Higher Ground. And I'm glad you have found your way back to higher ground on SEN 1170 in Sydney and also for all those listening through the SEN app uh, on the Gold Coast, SEN 1620. And also uh, Kia Ora, across the ditch to our, well, you are still our good friends, New Zealanders, are listening through SENZ. However, for the next few days, let's just go to war again, <laughs> shall we? Let's go to war. We are both into the final of the T20 World Cup. You've won it before. Uh, if they want it more than once. You do, No. 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 Once. They want the once. We haven't won it yet. Mm-hmm. So it's only fair, isn't it, that we uh, we spank your butts <laughs> on Monday uh, Monday morning, early our time. Oh, and what time's it? 1 a.m. here is when it starts Monday morning. So you think morning. we've got a bad. It'll be 4 a.m. there or 3 a.m. 3 a.m. there. Oh, God. All right. Well. All the build-up. Live on our, people here, on. our people here listening to us, um, we're often quite on till midnight, me and Mad Russian. So we're used to these late nights and body clocks have, have to be readjusted. Even if you do have to go home at midnight and make the kids lunches and get them all ready before they go to school, we adjust our body clocks accordingly, don't we? You don't because you haven't got kids yet, but you just keep throwing that chili down your throat like you're loving it. And you haven't left anything. You've mopped that whole bowl up. Chili con carne—it's a good one too. I do like chili. Do you prefer it on the rice or on the uh, on a potato? No, nah, rice. Yeah, 100%. rice. Yeah. Oh, I mean, potato in a burrito. A every now and then. Oh, in a burrito. Yeah, very nice. It's good, isn't it? Chili con carne—it's it's well, it's, a, it's simple, but it's good. Guacamole, it's salsa, it's bit of sour cream, comfort, almost nice. comfort food. Yeah, yeah, very much. But so. easy. Yeah, easy, and it's good for people that work in late night radio shows. It is. This easy to transport. Mm. Whack in that R two D two down the back there that you were talking to. Did you think it was going to answer you back the microwave? No, oh, everyone knows that flashing, flashing lights te- on it. Well,
4: it's the same as when your computer breaks, you shout at it and it, you know, it fixes itself. Mm. Works every time.
1: So we're we're here quite quite often late at night. So and generally we have uh, insomniacs. A lot of insomniacs. Our, our market research tells us there's a lot of insomniacs tune into our our shows. A lot of our, the demographic, the cross-section is a lot of shift workers as well. Uh, and then there's others that have just got odd body clocks, you know. Just late-nighters. They love the late night. Wait, D- Dingo, are you here? Is he still here or not? Present. Yep, <laughs> He loves it too. And there's Snake. Yeah, are... yeah, right? What about Dog's Breath? <laughs> Good on your Doggy. Do you know why they oh, – well, let's not go into why they call him Dog's Breath, shall we? Save that for another time. But that's Davo from Bondi. Yeah. Uh, let's get into some other news because uh, Mad Russian, he, he has a habit of just talking rubbish. He goes <laughs> off on these tangents. So let, I'll straighten things up, shall I? I'll just straighten things up around into Conrod straight now. Now, um, the NRL, what's this for the return of a second referee? I, for one, love the one referee. The NRL has been pitched a proposal, though, from a group of influential clubs for the return of a second referee. Oh, But hang on, without a whistle. All right, there's a catch. Just over a year after the NRL returned to a single referee during covid enforced suspension of the competition, the push for another match official to be in the middle for 2022, oh, is it? It's gaining traction. Okay. Gaining
4: traction from those clubs.
1: Okay, let me read on. According to sources familiar with the situation, several clubs have lobbied the NRL during end-of-season reviews to consider using a second roving referee who can be another set of eyes and ears for the main referee, but won't carry a whistle to stop play themselves. Instead, they will help lead the referee uh, police areas such as the Ruck and the 10-metre infringements, as well as increase player safety in spotting potential concussion incidents and foul play and communicate accordingly to the lead referee, in charge of the game. Listeners, what say you? What say you? All those in favour of uh, a second referee, say aye. Ooh. All those uh, all those in favour of uh, just the one referee, a round of applause. No? What? Yeah, okay. Again, again they're with me. Again, they're with me. What do you think? You want two I'm referees? In, I'm in favour, Chris.
4: I, re- I think it's too important. And I think...
1: What, you reckon we missed too much stuff? But well, you've got the bunker how, looking at all this stuff as well. Why do you need another referee? How referees? was the
4: consistency last year? It was like watching a different game from round 12 to the final series. Those two games between Penrith and... The, yeah, but the prelim final again. between Penrith and Parramatta... And the grand final between Penrith and South. It was a different game to, and I don't want to use Magic Round because that was the worst example. But, you know, even earlier in the season, you, would you have seen an 8-6 with the way the rules were policed earlier in the year? No way. So I think
1: bringing that well, second that referee. They, they adjusted on the run quite a bit, I think. They did. But I think they got it, I thought they got it pretty pretty near right towards the end of the season. Um,
4: would you say, I, I think, in the finals, it got a bit much. I think mean, it was getting well, a lot Not of stuff there. was let let, well, let's so, let go. So the six again words barely used in the prelim finals and the and the grand final. Mm. So one, why have it there? Two, if you, I'm still a fan of using that in the attacking half, where and still blowing for penalties particularly early in the set because a lot of the rules and the changes they made. Teams have already – it's taken less than two seasons and teams have found a way around it.
1: Oh, I agree with you on that. That has to – that has to – something has to be and done And I think about that, that
4: goes hand in hand with
1: they're having already, a second referee back. Yeah, I'm not yeah, – okay. Well, I don't want a second referee okay. full stop. That's okay. We can okay. disagree. Yeah, I know we can. We all often do. Um, I think that has to be – we agree that there has to be something done about those uh, infringements on tackles one and two early in the count and they're deliberate, blatant – well, they're basically – um, well, teams straying offside as a, a tactic, Professional basically. foul. Yeah. Professional foul.
2: Well, that repeated be, that...
1: incidents, I would say professional foul. And you know what? Re- repeated incidents, the sin bin can be used.
4: So that can't be right. But referee, that's what I'm talking about. At the back end of the season, referees weren't pinging that. I don't know yeah. whether it wasn't, was it they no, weren't I reckon seeing you're right. it? No, or... I reckon you're
1: right. I reckon the 10-meter was getting infringed on more and more and more, and they were getting skinnier and skinnier and skinnier. Do we need another... Whistleblower without a whistle out there. So you can just have the whistle around well, so his, around his I, neck in break glass in emergency <laughs> use, whistle only. But just to sort of.
4: Well, so that's what I like because they've give got a the nod ear- and a wink. Oi, oi, oi. Well, they've got the earpieces and the radio. They can all communicate anyway. So yeah, but I think not have having- an
1: earpiece from the
4: bunker. So take the bunker out of it a little bit more. Let the guys on the field officiate and actually be referees and leave the bunker for tries and send offs. And that's all you need them for, mm. and maybe and the captain's challenge. We'll put the captain's challenge.
1: All right. Well, you might have your say, uh, listeners. Uh, if you've got am the, uh, I am I talking
4: that? out of school? There, do you think no, that would be a a bad system? With the two refs, yes, and the bunker having less influence in general play. Let the two referees worry about that, that and we then scrapped just
1: the second referee and handed more responsibilities to the bunker.
4: Do you think that's worked?
1: I think it was pretty good last year. I, I think okay. there's going to be inconsistencies. Okay. Yeah. So I think from referee to referee, you're always going to have inconsistencies, yep. just the style of the referee. Yep. Um, But we do agree. The one, I think the one thing that has to be something done about, they're just taking the P, hmm. the P-I-S-S, you know, out of those intentionally giving penalties away on tackles one and two, and they're all doing it, it's a professional foul. Send them to the bin, they'll probably stop doing it. But you're right, give penalties. That's a better way. Give penalties. Yeah. I think, and because that'll probably happen.
4: Everyone gets very upset, Chris, when we use the sin bin too much. We didn't like that last year. Everyone was very upset about we'll how play many players well, we're, were getting there. sent
1: off. Play, yeah, but that was because they—they—they—they yes, they, right. Right. They no, were being facetious. I know you were. That you got yes, you're choking on your facetiousness. Is that the right word? Facetiousness.
3: I don't know if <laughs> it is.
1: Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so that's that's that. Do we want to go back on a bit of cricket again? We were talking about what a a massive performance last night by the Aussies. And, you know, like Matty Wade, he has been... Um, very much at the centre of a lot of criticism over his career. He's been in and out of teams, hasn't he, for various reasons. Some say he's a bit too gobby. I don't know, Matthew Wade, but his personality behind the stumps and all that. Some say he pushes the envelope a little bit too far at times. Yeah, yeah, that's true, isn't it? I mean, that's part of it.
4: We could keep his being too gobby.
1: Yeah. Now you're telling me lies, Chris. Uh, yeah, anyway, he was he was the hero last night, wasn't he? Three consecutive sixes and an 81 run, unbroken stand with Marcus Stoinis. They belted it off about 40 balls they needed. And this is all coming off the top of my head. It was about 22 runs off the last two overs. And uh, they got it in one over pretty much, didn't they? So it was an enormous performance from Matty White. We talk about Tim Payne and his security and his grip on selection, Ashes selection and test selection going forward and his grip on the captaincy and... Oh, I'm not saying that grip is loosening. Oh, I'm just, oh, I'm just throwing it out there. Is it as, as, um, as tight a grip as we assume it is? So much like Tim Payne, um, if Aaron Finch is he an automatic selection as captain of the short form game? But if your runs are drying up, well, you know, I, I don't. That you can hold on to your position. Mm. Oh, and I'm not saying he has, but he's had a couple of lackluster performances, hasn't he? In the so far? Uh again he got he went for a duck, a Beautiful. golden duck. He got an absolute I peach, know. That that's me, what do they call that? A jaffa. That's
4: a, it was a Jaffa.
1: What's the difference between a jaffa and a Peach? Are they sim are they One synonyms? And the same, they? they are synonyms. Yeah. I do He's like going a cinnamon to, donut. Well, they're going they to are be, cinnamon, cinnamon.
4: If, if Trent Bolt takes Trent Bolt takes the ball first over, we'll see something very, very similar to that. The form he was in against England, he had Joss Butler, who's mm-hmm. been one of the players of the tournament in all sorts in that semi final. So, I'm a bit worried about Finchie against the left arm inswinger. In the final. And
1: I just should point out, because this is a, uh, we're not on television, but what you're doing to me, you've got the fingers up either side of the seam and you, do, you, you was that a little in swinger you're doing? It? A little in swing Just across the keyboard here, <laughs> across the desk. You'll see across from me and it's <laughs> a little, uh, like one of those, yeah? Like it. <laughs> so you're seaming off that way and then facing you it, do indoors, it back like out stump, that way?
4: Yeah, facing the seam and then the... A bit uh, of
1: reverse uh, swing? Can you, difficult can you get... to swing it both ways, Chris. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I could never <laughs> swing it. I was one of these ones, one of these ones. Look, look. Over there. Are the leggies? Yeah. Well, oh there. mate, I was Bowling. moving them. i was tell you what, I was moving them as a sixteen-year-old. <laughs> yeah, I was. Don't oh, yeah, laugh at no, me. No, 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 no. I'm just giving myself a little yeah, I'm sure a little pat on the back here because uh I went all right. I did went all right. Five for six was my best figures. Oh,
4: okay. No, I'll stop. Uh, giggling Five for
1: six here behind this. One, um, right, some of them, though, I have bowled before. I could take a wigger, but sometimes the ball would not even land on the pitch. I still had one of them in my. Ah. I had one of them in the, the Arsenal, the arsenal. Mm. yeah. And a double bouncer like last night. <laughs> I know, it's embarrassing. Well, you, I had them in my did, Arsenal too.
4: Did you hear, and I know you talked to Lockie about it, but you didn't really give your opinion. Do you think there's nothing wrong with Warner hitting well, that ball for six, is there? Gowden
1: Gambier was yeah. on, said on, something on social media, did he? Yeah, yep.
4: he was very upset that Warner had hit that ball for six. Oh, like he wouldn't please. have done the same thing. Mate, it out what of a of the load stadium. of! Oh, you, yeah. you serve that up to me, you'll get the response you deserve. Well, this is the sort of thing the Kiwis
1: get. But on. they're not easy to hit. No, that's right. The double bouncers. Well, this is the sort of thing we ki- called them Googlies when yeah. we were a little. That was the Googly. That was <laughs> <laughs> not the one that went no, the other way. No. Well,
0: this is <laughs> the thing that ki-
4: this is the thing the Kiwis get on. They're they're big on the spirit of cricket a bit more than we are. Oh, well, they agree with well, and Gambhir. I don't know. So no. text us in double eight double three if you're listening. I'm interested in that from across the Dutch. Mm.
1: Well, that's all right. Like. Yeah, yeah, get involved. Do you another one of oh, these? Yes, please. Thank there you. There you go. You take that. You take that. All right. Uh, well, let's hear from Finchie then post-game. But a big, big performance, wasn't it, by the Aussies? And we go through and maybe, just maybe, we might win uh, our very first
3: T20 World Cup. Let's hear from Aaron Finch. It was a great game of cricket. I think um, the way that Matty Wade held his nerve there under pressure towards the back end was was unbelievable. That partnership with Marcus Stoinis, um, yeah, crucial.
2: Going back to your innings, that ball, that
3: Shaheen ball to you, I don't think many could have played. That was just, just so superb. Yeah, I just got my feet in a bit of a <laughs> tangle first up. <laughs> most batters are pretty vulnerable for like, the first couple of balls in their innings, so that happens. as T20 cricket. It's That's cricket. As, a, as an opening batter, you get some good ones every now and then. But
2: as Australia do, you sort of peak at the right moment. Do you think that after the start of the tournament, now you're almost playing your best grade?
3: I thought we were actually pretty sloppy today. We, we dropped a couple of chances in the field, a couple of very, really, really tough ones, no doubt. Um, and but I, sh- I think it shows the depth of our team at the moment, which is really important. I think you need you need the support of all 15 players, and, and we've got 17 here, so all 17 players in your squad to get across the line. And um, yeah, was, uh, we've played some really good cricket towards the back end.
2: So if you watched the game last night it was the back end when New Zealand won, and it's almost completely
3: similar this game as well. Yeah, it was, and, and I think that's why teams chasing have been so successful in this tournament. There's, It's really strange because there's no dew out, but yeah. the lights take effect and, and sort of speed up the wicket a little bit. Them slow balls don't grip just just a little bit. So, yeah, it's, it was a nice toss to win. I, I was actually hoping I'd lose the toss and, and <laughs> try and bat first on that wicket because I thought it would be nice to put a total on the board in a semifinal, but, yeah, great to chase it down. It was brilliant from the end. Really?
4: he was. Was that tongue- in cheek was well, that the reverse of the Ricky Ponting? oh who used to say Ciapelli? you think in Test matches yeah. you look out nine out of ten times you just you're bat first bat, bat, the other bat. time you go out look at it, think about bowling and then bat first, yes, is that a bit the reverse there well, was, he, was he was it
1: taking was he that tongue- in cheek there that he was thinking he would like to bat so do we hang on so we lost it we won we won the toss won the toss what was he saying then if if he thought so he's had a a late change of mind.
4: Well, I think that's that situation, be reversed. Thought about but batting first and then batting it,
1: second. And I heard JL talking to the boys this afternoon too, saying, look, you know, they've got to be able to do both. They can't just rely on the on the toss, even though, what, six or seven.
4: Well, most preparing. teams seem to be doing that yeah. in this tournament.
1: But you don't want it to see. See, so I wonder what happens when, when, let's say, we lose the toss. We're sent in on Monday. Early hours, Monday morning. Um. Now we're all talking about it. Now yeah, it's in everyone's right. psyche. Yeah, And even if it doesn't really matter too much, it's it's going to be in Davey's head. And
4: That's why I'm really interested to see if they tee up what we were talking about. But it's the same.
1: I do like that. Th- uh, Jay, sorry. I do. Yeah, Justin Langer did say too. Another thing. Uh, we might even play that a bit later on, shall we? Um, Justin Langer's interview. Yeah. It was really good, I thought. I heard it driving in. That they have evolved throughout the tournament and they were given a wake-up call by England and they, it, it, it dawned on them that, hey, you know, we need to change our style a bit and we really need to go hell for leather-ish in the in the first six overs, yeah. you know, um, and take a sort of a leaf out of other teams' books. And they've sort of accelerated through that, that initial period and it, it's, it's paid dividends. Uh, but, you know, it could have gone the other way last night too. Not last night, this morning. Yeah. It could have if things hadn't have panned out, but... Thank goodness for uh, for Matty Wade and and Marcus Stoinis. He's been um, very underrated too, Marcus. Well, not underrated. Um, there's never much, not a lot of fanfare no. about him. Just gets his job done. He's he's solid, isn't he? Good rig too. An Adonis-like figure, isn't he? Big fella. Big strong Massive man. Massive arms too. Big yeah. guns, is he? Yeah. yeah. Big guns. Like he works on it, yeah. Marcus. Yeah. Um, now, last night, back on the soccer, if we will, for a moment, because as I was saying, it was enjoyable. Nil all draw Saudi Arabia. Um, they are now, what, five ahead of us on the in, yeah. in the group. we got China when Wednesday, is it? Uh, is this another one of those? It's Tuesday
4: morning our time. So we're over in – we're going to the UAE to play China because right. they've had another COVID outbreak. I'm hoping not of another strain. So we're not going there. We're um, headed back to
1: the Middle East. Okay. All right, so on that though, um good performance, I thought. A good performance. We we oh, were no, we were expected to win. Uh, I
4: disagree with that. Yeah. I think I think I thought we were poor. I thought uh, I thought we had a good ten minute period at the start of the game. We had a good ten minute period about halfway through the second half, but there was a complete lack of urgency. Mm.
1: I thought Is that what uh, Graham Arnold was through. doing on the sideline where yeah, I saw that's, I and that's where he, was, he was he trying to whip the crowd up, up, up or was he trying to whip his players up, up? We need a bit more bit more
4: trying to intensity. His, because you saw when the when teams are doing what the Seattle's are doing and trying to slow down, play as much as Diving. possible, and I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about Brosky with this um, in the next seg. But when you're doing that, you have got to get the ball back in play. T-
1: he's ready to talk. Okay, to.
4: so you've got to get the ball back in play as much as possible, and we just didn't do that last night. We just we were ready, we were happy to go through the motions, and when you're playing games like that, you just can't afford to do that. Mm. Yeah, you have to. It's like a team slowing down the ruck or play, you know, that want to get the game played slowly in a game of rugby league, you've got to counter that by yeah. being ultra urgent. You've got to be going at 110% of the pace because that we you normally often, would.
1: Uh, we we're, were often, um, and how much is possession? Possession is, is, is key, isn't it? Because we, we often surrendered possession quite a lot. Yeah. You know, just, playing just balls, midfield, passes yeah. not finding their target. 100% correct. Or is that not enough urgency in those passes That's to find the target? That's part of it as well. Because and then what about when we're shooting the ball back to our keeper quite often?
4: Well, that's, so that's, that's all right because that's part of keeping mm. possession and pattern of play and all that sort of mm. thing. <clears throat> but Excuse you. The, the pace of that is the key thing. The pace you're moving the ball from left to right, the pace mm. you're moving the ball back to the keeper, and then the skill that when you are bringing the ball midf- through to midfield to get it through to your strikers, that has got to be more consistent than it was last night. And you're right. We were yeah. turning over the ball cheaply yeah. way, way too often. And Good, that's yeah. partly credit to the Saudis. It's not all our mistakes, but there is a, a lot that we can improve on from that performance. Yeah, well, that's night, interesting.
1: In my opinion. No, that's, no you, you follow the game very closely, right? You're, you're a student of the game and I, I float in between. I, I drift in and I watch the soccer Socceroos from time to time. So it's interesting. And I'm learning on the run. And the last thing I will ever do on, on this program or, or elsewhere is put my hand up as an expert or try and pretend to be an expert in a sport that I'm not because you very soon will get fo- found out. You know, yeah, if you're trying trying to bluff people. But, yeah, um, because they they seemed so – they had a lot more energy and they seemed to have a lot more fuel in the tank in the tank at the back end of the match.
4: I think they And saw all, it, all
1: their chances followed.
4: I think you saw the reaction at halftime when they got there at nil-nil. They knew they were in with a chance of coming away with a point because mm. the Aussies by then, the body language was shot. There was no real pace. That pace that I was talking about the first 10, 15 minutes had gone by then. And – you saw it. You're completely right. They did finish the strong and We've got a lot of players that are out of season at the moment. Guys like Ryan Grant haven't, you know, it's no. their off season. So Matt Leckie, Andrew Naboo came up late. Leckie was pretty and,
1: good, wasn't he? Yeah, Leckie he, was good. Was on he, the he left can, there with Owen He they, can be
4: better. And yeah. Mabil, I thought we didn't get him enough of the ball. No. Because he's one of our most creative players. And he was unsighted for too many long periods of that match.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So who, uh, Harry Suda, we're going to lose him. That looked like an ACL. That's a big loss. We'll, we'll chat to Roski about that too. Mm. Um, sure. what well, we hear from Graham. I because I yeah. was watching, and as I said, and I've said it a few times, I just got sick and tired of seeing these Saudi Arabian players just hitting the deck and rolling around, screaming their eyes out when they'd just been slightly brushed by one of our players. You didn't see it from us. And again, that's just me being um, not a non-football person, but a, a drifter that, just I hate seeing that. I hate seeing it in football. When it's I against it.
4: you, when it's against your own team, it's the most frustrating thing of all.
1: Yeah, time. and and there's yeah. Anyway, um, visceral uh, anger. It visceral brings out in me. Yes, yes. yes. Let's hear from Gray, and Ar- Gray and Arnold post match.
4: Overall, we played well. We uh, we created the chances, but they didn't go in tonight. And uh, I think uh, a little bit of frustration set in uh, that you know with the uh, you know the time wasting and yep. uh, the tactics from the Saudis that uh, you know we've got to learn to be better with that because you know we I think that that was when we started we or well, they got a couple of their chances oh look we're in a great position still you know the you know 10 points and uh five games now we go around uh, go to the second lot of five games and you know uh, we beat China we're in fantastic positions so uh, it's uh, it's all about one game at a time and making sure that uh, we're ready for the next game.
1: Yeah, there is. The so next game is against China. That's a match we, we really do need to win. Uh, we'll stay with the football theme. When we return, I'm going to, He's. Uh, I've got him on the line, so he's waiting by, uh, talk to Alex Brosk. This is Higher Ground. Well, a disappointing result for the Socceroos uh, last night against Saudi Arabia at Parramatta Stadium. Well, not Parramatta Stadium, Combank Stadium at Parramatta. Uh, former Socceroo and host of the global game on SEN is Alex Brosk, and he joins us on the line now. How are you, Broski? I'm good. I'm good. You managed you? to... Uh, I'm good. Have you uh, you dried off yet?
0: I oh, am. Yeah, it actually wasn't too bad, and especially <laughs> where I was. I was up in a nice, warm area, so it wasn't too bad for me.
1: Yeah, uh, driving, drain. It, it didn't stop, did it? It did not <laughs> stop there at Parramatta last night, the whole night out. Um, some of our Scottish imports, uh, Martin Boyle and Harry Souter, they would have felt pretty much at home I would have thought in those conditions. <laughs>
0: They would have, yeah. I mean, if anything, it would, you would have thought it would have suited us a lot better, given it doesn't rain all that much in the Middle East. But um, look, they handled the conditions extremely well. They they took it to us a fair few times throughout the match. And um, look, I mean, what it did make for was a, a great, entertaining, free-flowing game. Uh, look, it didn't have the goals, which I think uh, a lot of us predicted it would have. This fixture generally creates a, a lot of goals, but it didn't. And um, look, I think both keepers are to, to thank for that, because there were a lot of chances as well.
1: Mm. Poor, poor old Harry. I mean, I don't think the scans have
0: come back yet on his injury, have they? I, I haven't heard anything. No. But look, I, I, I think when you see an injury, no, when you see an injury like that and they go down holding, particularly mm. where it was, you know, I think as a as a defender in particular, if a player is about to have a chance, mm. you know, regardless of whether you've you know twisted or heard something, you throw your body. But when it's that serious. Um, you just fall to the ground. There's nothing you can do. So, I look, I do think it is quite serious. Um, hopefully not, though. Fingers crossed for him. But it definitely didn't look good. Mm. Uh, fingers crossed for, for Harry. Um, the rain, though, w- was that a factor in the game, do you
1: think? Did it did it allow the Saudis to maybe slow play down a little bit? I, I see Graham Arnold, I heard him after the match, um, you know, saying that was part of their tactic was slowing down. I don't think it was all that much to do with the rain. But... What about the number of times they just hit the deck rolling around on the floor in pain in agony, some academy awards could be handed out?
3: <laughs> oh, they
0: certainly could have look, I think that's just a part of a part of their game you know it, it it's um look, they were playing away from home they it, it's one of those things you know it's just street smarts, and look unfortunately. Um, I, I know we don't like that, and it's as an Australian thing, mm. it's an, the un-Australian thing to do. But we're talking about a, a World Cup qualifier, you know, and we see it a lot in the South American football, and it's just something that, unfortunately, I, I think we're very naive when it comes to that. You know, you, you have mm. to do what you have to do to win, and I know it is a little bit anti-football, and 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 it's not Australian. It's not, you know, we we give as much as we can, and we play fair, and that's the Aussie way. Mm. So it's it's hard for us to see it, but. It is what it is when you're doing all you can when you've got to win. And look, I don't think there was, um, was too much. I've definitely seen a lot more from you know, the Middle Eastern nations um, yeah. in years gone by. But look, they, they did what they had to do. I think in saying that, it wasn't their only tactic. They definitely came here with a, a, a plan of frustratingness, which they definitely did. And in saying that, in the last 10 minutes, they had a few chances of their own that they could have uh, ended up winning the game with. Are they, are they some
1: of the worst defenders, though? What, you say the Middle Eastern teams at that ploy? Um,
0: look, I think it's in your, they they probably are. Yeah. Mm. In my experience, I think definitely, but also like, and I'm South American myself, but definitely South Mm. American. I was watching the, the World Cup qualifiers this morning and I reckon out of 90 minutes, a good 10 to 15, are spent watching players rolling around. And it's, it's so frustrating. But like I said, when, when things are are, are that important, a World Cup, you know, qualifying game, you know, is on the line. Um, unfortunately, you know, sometimes they resort to those sorts of things. It's funny, you know, and, and I'll put
1: my hand up right, Broski. I, I, I like watching football, soccer. Uh, I lived in London for mm-hmm. 10 years, so I had to, you know, I had to uh, yeah. get to know the sports. So I know a fair bit about it, but it's not my number one game. So I, I call myself a bit of a drifter. You know, I, I always will watch the Socceroos play. Uh, likewise with Rugby yep. Union, I drift in and out of that, but I'll generally watch when the Wallabies play. But I sat down last mm-hmm. night with my, my two little boys, and they've only just started, they're rugby league players, but they've just started playing soccer as well. Uh, mini soccer on a Tuesday night. So we sat down and watched the first half. They had to go to bed. But they were like, Dad, how come our guys are not doing all that you know, rolling around <laughs> in agony? And, and and they said to me, we don't do that, Dad, do we, as Aussies? So I guess we are a bit naive, um, those sort of fringe soccer fans that watch that sort of stuff and think, well,
0: you know, it, it's not the right way to go about it. No, that's right. And it, look, it is the one thing that, um, you know, the, the the people who do watch occasionally, mm. it, it is the one thing that they gravitate to and they, and they don't like about it, you know. And it, it is, look, it, it is upsetting. I think, um, look, even in rugby league, I think it's just something, when it comes to doing what is necessary to win, mm. players will push the boundaries, you know. Like I said, well... I about oh, there was plenty of that in rugby league. league. You know? Yeah, there was plenty this season. Well, this year, yeah, because, yeah, exactly right, Any any contact with the head, so players were milking penalties and, you know, rugby league guys used to laugh at us but now we're seeing that happen as well and, and and they're going down quite easy so I think it's just one of those things where if you open up to to allow that sort of thing to happen within the rules it it unfortunately will you know I think there needs to just be a lot more you know waving of play on and if a player's down injured unless it looks you know really really bad just play on and that'll get the guy up in two seconds you know so Look, there's probably more that can be done when, it, you know, from a refereeing point of view, to police it and to stop it from happening. Um, but unfortunately, at the moment, yeah, it's it's one of those things that we mm. have to, you know, learn to deal with. Fair enough. Um,
1: now, Graham Arnold, former coach of yours at Sydney FC, he's come under a bit of criticism, hasn't he, for the, for the way the team has played in the last two qualifiers? Um, is any of that criticism right? Do you think is he the man to lead lead us to another World Cup?
0: I definitely think he's the man to lead us to to the next world cup, and I do think that we will be there. I think it just comes with um you know with the territory at the end of the day, and every coach is going to be open to criticism and whenever the team doesn't win every every you know tactic or piece of tactic every decision that he's made in terms of players in and out is going to be scrutinized and at the moment you know we we haven't won in two games um you know and that's off the back of winning winning 13 in a row and creating history so it shows you how quick things can turn for a coach but look i do think arnie's the um, the right guy he's got the respect of the players you can see that they do play a good style of football um, it's just, look, we've missed a couple good opportunities to to really set ourselves up in this group and, and find a, a much easier way through it's, you know, at the moment, Saudis are on 13, we're three points behind them Japan's only a point off us now and again, if we'd gotten a win in one of those two games it, it would have made it a lot more uh, comfortable for us, but Again, the criticism comes with it. Arnie's no uh, no stranger to that. He'll he'll analyse and look at the games like nobody else. It's the one thing he does incredibly well, and we just need to move on and and make sure that we keep picking up points against you know the next games, China, uh, Vietnam. These games are must win games. So unfortunately, that's where we are. We are in the uh, in the group stage because we didn't you know win one of the two games that we've just played. Talking about Arnie, I'm talking
1: to Alex Brosk, by the way, if you've just tuned in. Talking about Arnie, um, the other coach, the coach of Saudis, I reckon he was a bit of a slim line. He could pass for a slim line, Arnie Schwarzenegger,
0: couldn't he? <laughs> I tell you what, between his um, his look, his, his character on the bench, and his accent, yeah. I mean, I, he had a lot of people looking at him more than the game, so <laughs> no, good on him, he's, he's got that squad playing very, very well, and um, I, I think sometimes it takes a foreign coach, um, in, in particular for those Middle Eastern countries, um, to really get the best out of them, you know, and I think um, yeah, Renard is definitely do, doing that for them. Um, and he is, uh, he is good value. So he is—he has been good.
1: Matty Russell uh, from Fox Sports, who's just joined us, by the way. So he starts his, his new show in the gong tomorrow. He sent a tweet out last night. He was watching it as well, obviously. And he was talking about the other coach. He said he could, you could fair him, line him up in the next James Bond film. Um, and then <laughs> I, I, I sent a text back now. I think more. It's an Arnold Schwarzenegger. On a serious <laughs> note, Broski. Um, so China, you've touched on that. China, the next test. That's Wednesday morning our time. Uh, if we don't get a result there, are we in serious trouble?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Like I said, the fact that um, you know against Japan and against Saudi, we didn't pick up three points in, in any of those matches. It, it means that when we play China, Vietnam, Oman, those are absolute mm-hmm. must-win games. So this next one, it, it definitely is. But look, luckily, uh, even though it's an away game, uh, which should have been in China, it won't be in China. It'll be in um, in the UAE. Mm-hmm which is, is good for us. We've, we've um, historically done very well there. And I think the last few games have been played um, in Qatar, which is similar conditions, similar um, pitches and everything. So the boys will um, definitely be fired up and ready for that one. And I'm sure that we'll, um, we'll mm. bounce back very, very well in that one.
1: Mate, uh, away from the Socceroos, um, football in this country, a new TV broadcast rights partner for, for the A-League, which gets underway next week. Um, despite all those Socceroos results, the code has had uh, a bit of a a lot of momentum, um, sort of the A-League has suffered a little bit, but it looks like this new deal would be very much good for the game.
0: Look, I think so i think it's probably one area in um years gone by where uh, you know we we've really struggled to to market the game and get people knowing that games are on um and and that advertising for football just hasn't been there but mm. look channel ten paramount plus they 've been and and football australia as well they 've been fantastic in really driving i mean I hear it, the ads every day on the radio about um the A League starting and uh which is great um and Channel 10 again they they've put a lot of or uh, well, a big investment in into our game which which was much needed i think the A League was getting stale in the last few years crowds were dropping off so we needed a real push to to get the league going again and it seems to be um you know looking good in the in the in the weeks leading up to um you know to the A League starting next week i guess it'll be seen and and shown in the uh, the volume and the numbers the people that turn up, so hopefully they do come in big numbers, and we've got the derby to, to kick us off mm. um, in Sydney anyway mm. next week, which uh, which is there again at the Combank Stadium. So hopefully we get a sellout there, and um, and it kicks the league off to a, you know to what hopefully should be a good year. Yeah,
1: I thought it was good uh, the, the the broadcast last night. I really did with Simon Hill. I mean he's got a lovely voice. He's the voice of the sport in this country, and um, and I know Simon pretty pretty well for, for over the years. I might try and catch up with him. Um, Tomorrow, but I thought they did a, a really good job there last night. So looking forward to the new A League season. Uh, who who are the superpowers going to be this season?
0: Um, look, I think I'm tipping Melbourne Victory to do well compared to how they did uh, last year. They finished. They got the wooden spoon, which for a club that big uh, is is unacceptable. But with Tony Popovich coming in and the changes that he's made to the squad. I think they'll be up there. Melbourne City as well, last year's champions. They've strengthened by bringing in Matt Lecky back from overseas, mm. um, and Sydney FC as well. I think will always be, you know, in the top two or three, um, given the squad that they've got as well. They've uh, they, look they didn't have they didn't make many changes, but they didn't have to. They they've got a very very strong starting eleven. They've added a bit of depth as well. So for me, it'll be anyone between Sydney FC, Melbourne Victory, and Melbourne City to take it out.
1: All right, Broski, I appreciate you spending a bit of time with us, mate, on Higher Ground tonight. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend.
0: Thank you very much. You too.
1: Great stuff. There he is, uh, Alex Broskin. You can hear him on this station. He is, of course, former Socceroo, but also co-host of the Global Game. Yes, indeed, is Higher Ground uh, with me, Chris Warren, and uh, the Mad Russian over there, or the, the Clever Russian. We should call him the Clever Russian. Um, too call... kind, Chris. Why do we call you the Mad Russian?
4: You... <laughs> you
1: came up with the name. Did I don't it? know. <laughs> I did, didn't I? I don't know. Most Russians are mad, aren't they? Is that that's a bit general? Generalising. Yeah, and I'm yeah. not being xenophobic, yeah. but a mad Russian works anyway. It's okay. stuck now. We can't go back. You on had it. mad
4: professor in there somewhere.
1: Mad professor, nutty. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you are. You're a little bit out there, aren't we all? Oh, aren't yeah. we all? <laughs> but what do they say? I mean, uh, most geniuses, is half. Nutty as well, or something along those lines.
4: I don't have that saying in my no. Oh, my you know, bank most there.
1: people that were, yeah, very clever are always oftentimes a little bit loopy.
2: Ooh.
1: Hey, Chris and Mad Russian, great fun show as always. Love how your show is the only one on the SEN station that can talk anything and everything. Well, I appreciate that, uh, Eric. Um, a lot of what we say, yeah, it's not proven. Some of it is <laughs> rumour and innuendo. Other stuff comes out the other end, and we we just chat, really. We, we just like uh, having a good time. But thank you for your text, uh, Eric. I appreciate that, mate. Keep them coming through. And, again, Kia Ora to our um, listeners in New Zealand through SENZ. Uh, we're not friends at the moment, you guys. Sorry, not friends. Until after Monday, all right? And then we... We'll talk again. We'll talk again. But I'm really looking forward to that uh, Cricket World Cup uh, T20 final. Um, This is uh, Eric. uh, He goes on to say, Perth gets the best time slot for the cricket final between Australia and New Zealand. Well, they do. uh, So it'll be at about probably 11 o'clock at night. 10 o'clock, yeah. Is it? 10 o'clock at night over in Perth. Uh, But it doesn't matter to me much because I'm a late nighter. This is from Eric. Uh, Mad Russian. Do you like soccer slash football more than NRL? Probably just. There he goes, just, so that's, yeah, he is, he loves it. Um, and he says, don't tell me you like NFL. Now, that's a really boring sport, too slow and too long, boring. Uh, well, he didn't put the snore in there. Well, he did. You put um, that in I there. did, I did, because I haven't got a sound button. Yeah. I'm only getting, still getting used to this panel operating, operating okay. thing, so I need to get one of those, a little button I can little push story. when it's boring, yeah. you know, crickets or whatever. Um, blah, 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 blah. Just wondering, is the Mad Russian the director slash producer of Higher Ground? Uh, well, actually, actually, uh, he's the executive producer. I've given him that title. How come he comes and goes at anything during the show? Leaving you, Chris, behind. Just curious. Cheers. All the best to you guys. Eric, what's he mean? Leaving me behind.
4: Well, I think he means I'm when I... Here. You know, I'm still here. I just duck off. I... I I've got other stuff to do as well. Yeah, he's the Eric. boss. Behind he's the, the boss. Stuff. He
1: comes and goes. Comes and goes and just in and out. In and out. Brussels sprout. In and out like a, a fiddler's elbow. Anyway, thank you, Eric, for getting in touch. And to others that have sent texts through. I haven't been able to get through all of them. Um the quarterback was going to give me a call too, but we might save him some action in the NFL. I know it's a bit boring for you, Eric, but other people do like the NFL. And I'll talk to the quarterback on Sunday. I'm back on air tomorrow, by the way at uh, midday till 4. Mm-hmm. At the moment, though, I'm here with you, and you, and you, and you, and you on higher ground. And it is exactly 9 o'clock. I was almost going to come. You know, you sort of get into a groove, and you sort of say, what's coming up to? We'll bang on 9 o'clock as we came back from that commercial. But we're here for another hour, uh, and we will actually look back at some of the uh, some of the good stories across the day, uh, across the network. Mm-hmm. We'll try and pick and, pick a few out, good interviews that we, well, we think were good, and you, you may not have heard them if unless some of our... Who are some of our regulars, right? That will hear the if are so gonna we're gonna man. play we'll across a couple of them. We're gonna play Justin Langer. Yep. Toolman, he like he's got his ear pods in, hasn't he, all yep. day long.
4: But then a lot of our Kiwi viewers they
1: won't have heard they some of heard. this.
4: They'll they hear Brendan McCullum at breakfast, but they won't have heard him
1: today. He was with on Bossy, we're gonna we're gonna listen back to that one as well. So it we loads still to come over the next hour or so. So uh, tune in, keep, keep keep coming through. You can keep sending those text messages through as well. Uh, if we can't get through them now, I can always um, read them tomorrow. So I'm back on air tomorrow from midday until four o'clock. Uh, and the powers that be have said, basically, Chrissy, um, just go for it, mate. Do your, <laughs> do your best. I said, what do you mean? Uh, well, they said, there's no, you're not having a producer tomorrow. Is that right? Yeah. You're just going to run the show. Uh, because producers, like, uh, you do do quite a bit of work. It does help having a producer. For example. I try you, to. You line up guests and you put running orders together and you write a bit of editorial. And, you. I mean, you're, you're here for a good chat too. You go with recipes. <laughs> um, all that sort of That's stuff. That's the greatest skill I bring. So I'm
4: doing that. I'm mm. doing all that. I'm looking forward to it. I'll be tuning in for a little bit. Yes, but or it's a bit you, much to
1: ask I might me you, to do by myself. I you a call tomorrow. Why don't you? Yeah. Some, it's a bit uh, much for me to rubbish. do all by myself. So I've spent most of the day. Did you ask me what I did today? Probably didn't. Well, I'm didn't. interested. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> Are you not? No, I am. What makes you think oh, I'm yeah, not? Yeah, that's like when I go through the checkout at Coles and the lady, pretty, the, the young lady there, oh, how have you? How is your day? She doesn't really care. Does she really want me to tell her how my day was? If I've had a bad day,
4: well, you want to get out there with
1: your shopping, don't you? So you don't really but want to tell you. To do you really want I spent a lot of my time doing what I thought you might be doing: organising mm. some guests for my show tomorrow.
4: Mm. Well, I'm not working, tomorrow, so. but my not my responsibility
1: tomorrow. Oh, well, about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I mean, where's the sympathy? Poor Chris Warren. Where's the sympathy? Poor oh, Chris Warren.
4: Poor Chris Warren.
1: Where's the sympathy? Oh, I'm sure you'll be right,
4: and I'll be back on Sunday, so you don't have to worry yeah. about that. I'll, so I'll be organising all of that guests for you.
1: and stuff. So I'm going to talk racing early in the first mm. hour. We're going to get a few tips as well. My old mate, uh, the Profits Guru, is going to jump oh, on the line prophets. before you dot com. Haven't heard him. Don't know what we're going to. Do. We're going to talk racing, all sorts of sports there. So we might. He'll try probably and help.
4: Have, he'll probably have combed through the the draw He will already. have
1: combed. He will have combed. Yeah. Fine tooth combed and I might just find a cheeky little winner for that those Lovely. few pennies that are still in my account. They might, you know, mm-hmm. add up to more little pennies. Before you know it, I won't even have to work here anymore and we'll all be out of work and we'll just go and start our own radio station somewhere. But no. Seriously. What else is happening? Uh Julise Raps from Channel Ten is gonna jump Brilliant. on. So I've got her lined up. Maddie Russell's making his debut tomorrow morning. Awesome. Oh, down there in the Gong, yes. Well, so what's that show exactly? So
4: Saturday, so we've got Saturdays on the coast, which is up in up, covers up Gosford coast, Way, yep. Yep. Um On their track station. And then if you're down south in Wollongong, mm. you listen to Matt Russell Saturdays on the go- in the Gong.
1: What's it called? Saturdays, Saturdays in, in, the, in gong. the
4: Gong.
1: Righto. Saturdays in the Gong. All right.
4: Nine till twelve.
1: He's going to jump online see how he how his first day went. Nick Mcardle from Stan Sports. We're going to talk some rugby uh, ahead of uh, the Wallabies game. Uh, at Twickenham? Yep. They're missing a few players as well. Is see Curtly Beal mm-hmm. is back. He's been started start in the 15 I, I'm really worried about
4: not having Tupo or Alatoa.
1: Big boppers. We've got a debutant as well. Uh, Ollie Hos- Hoskins is his name. Yes. He broke down yeah, when he was, his name was read out. Because he's not young. He's mid to late 20s, I think. Mm-hmm. Played with the force, didn't he, Ollie? I think he did.
4: I think he may have. And now he's he overseas.
1: Yes. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah he would have played over there. Uh, is he with... Saris, or is he with the London Irish? One of them. Mm. Anyway. Uh Simon Hill's gonna come on as well. We'll talk more about soccer roos with him. Uh Billy Dibb is gonna jump on. Brilliant. In the third hour. Tim's you
4: fighting next week. Yeah, we'll, so we'll be talk covering to, that off on We'll Talk, on talk this to program. Billy.
1: Uh, who else have I got for Oh, and no Looksy Brooksy said he's he's gonna jump on too. Bit of basketball? Oh, come on the show, huh? Yeah. yeah NBA is a heap of games tomorrow, isn't there? Yes, Saturdays,
4: you know. Friday nights in the U.S., Saturday mornings And the Ben Simmons stuff days. rolls
1: on, rolls yeah. on, rolls on. He'll update you on all up. that fun. I can't keep up. That's fun and games. Though, yeah. The Ben Simmons stuff, yeah. All right, so loads to look forward to tomorrow as well. Uh, that is from uh, from midday tomorrow. I'll be back on Sunday midday as well. But stick around. We're here for the next hour or so. We're going to wind back the clock, and we'll have our rewind section uh, next where we uh, play some of the, the best interviews from across the day. Well, that does it for me and for the Mad Russian. Again, our thanks to all of you who have been involved with the show and to all of you, of course, who have been uh, listening and uh, to our live studio audience up there as well. You've been well-behaved tonight, very well-behaved. I'll be back on deck tomorrow from midday through till 4 for Sports Central. Likewise again on Sunday. But until tomorrow, take care, keep smiling.